Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Aaron, it's week one, officially the college football season. So head on over to puntandpass.com. The number one destination for all things college football. It's got our blog. It's got our YouTube page, which is official now. I'm looking right at the camera as we are filming this early on a Thursday morning. We will have our picks up later on today, which we're going to go through throughout the show. And, of course, our merch store. So head on over there immediately, puntandpass.com. This episode of Punt and Pass is, of course, presented by our great friends over at Prize Picks. If you haven't already, you have got to download the Prize Picks app. Sign up on prizepicks.com. Be sure to use the promo code PUNT. Not only do you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100, but Aaron, PrizePix is running their biggest promotion ever for college football. Get this. This is not a joke. It's the no-brainer of the season. If you use the promo code PUNT and place any entry on the Georgia-Clemson game this weekend, if one point is scored in the game, you get $50. I said that correctly. If one point is scored in the Georgia versus Clemson game this weekend and you placed any entry on a player, you get $50. This is for New Year's only. Funds will be loaded up the following day. PrizePicks.com. Download the PrizePicks app. Use the promo code PUNT. And again, it's a no-brainer of the season. It's their biggest offer ever. Place any entry on the Georgia versus Clemson game. And if one point is scored... You get $50. That's promo code PUNT. New users only. Funds will be loaded up the following day. We love prize picks. Head over there right now. What a show we have today. We actually have a special guest to kick off the season. Jacob Crane is going to join us, the host of the J-Boy Show. You've probably seen it. J-Boy Show is blowing up right now. It's one of the top college football podcasts in the country, shortly following after Punt and Pass. 
of course. But Jake is in Atlanta. He films daily at the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, he just got picked up by Colin Cowherd's Volume Network. So he's going to join us in the middle of the show. We'll give our prize picks uh, picks later on. And, of course, we're going to dive into this weekend slate. But, Aaron, we're here, man. How are you? I'm so fired up. Tour Championship is in town this weekend. I know you're going out there today. Go dogs. Go Harris English. We're going to root for him. So much football. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, holiday weekend. There's too much good going on. How are you, bro? I'm pumped, man. It, this is it's here. It, you know, know, last week was a I great know. little appetizer. Now we get the the full core starting Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yes, um, you said it. Tour championship in Atlanta. I'll be there this afternoon having a great time. So it's it's just good. It's a good week, and the weather's great. Yeah, it, it's yeah, finally this not nice. It's Woo. finally not like 95, 100 Woo. degrees outside. It, it, a slight crispness to the air. Yes, it kind of it's starting to feel like football. You know, when you wake up in the morning, yes, and you're like, I do it just feels like football. And maybe just because I played my whole life, there's just and I, you know, say hey, when it's fall time, when it gets a little cooler, that means football time. That's that's what this is right now. It's going to be a great weekend. we got great games tonight on Thursday. Yeah, we do. Great ACC matchup on Friday with North Carolina-Virginia Tech. Love it. And then, uh, you know, we get the, the SEC gets to finish it off on Monday with Ole Miss. That's right. So it's just sit back, drink, eat, yeah. and have some fun this weekend. Yeah, what a great weekend. You just said it. You can feel it in the air. And I think that's what makes us a little bit special. I love football. I, I really do. I say that as an impassioned fan. Of course, you and I played the game. But not everybody can say that. And you know that, Aaron, being in locker rooms your entire life. Some people don't necessarily love the game, right? When they're done, whether it's college players or professional players, the last thing they want to see on the TV is football. The last thing they want to talk about is football. The last thing they want to look at on their phones is anything that has to do with football. I love football. I want football 365 days a year. Uh, It's going to be pretty close to feeling like that this weekend but what a week it's been what a lead up it's been we've got news and notes to dip into before our interview with jake crane um and if you remember aaron um played golf on monday i was at the 680 the fan tailgate classic i sent you a video after that did did you see the video that i sent you about my almost hole in one keep in mind i've been playing golf my whole life i've never had a hole in one um, it was hovering. I think one big gust of wind could have knocked it I in. So I'm, I'm sorry, my friend. Free golf balls for life. Free Bridgestone golf balls for life. So you, if anybody from Bridgestone is listening, do you play Bridgestone or would you would you would you play Bridgestone for life? Are you life? kidding me? I would be the biggest Bridgestone fan. Yeah, but you're like in a Tireless Pro V1X kind of guy. I'm just saying right now, if anybody from Bridgestone Golf is listening. I deserve golf balls. No, you don't. It yes, go I do. In. No, this is ridiculous. I don't. The rules state the ball must go in the hole for a hole in one. The ball did not go in. You do not deserve half Bridgestone the ball golf is balls. In. Half the, the ball, is ball in. goes in. I've easily got like forty. I'm thirty-two years old. I've easily. I'll call it fifty years of life. I'm living past eighty. I deserve like twenty-five years of golf balls for this shot. You know what? I'm going to show this on the camera. Go to YouTube. I'm going to show this on the camera. People need to see this. Bridgestone Golf needs to see this before we start talking about football. This is ridiculous. You're I desperate should... over here. You did it. The ball did I'm not go it. in the hole, Drew, and Drew's going to the camera. He's yeah. going to show. I mean, it's a great shot. Don't get me wrong. The ball is is literally hovering. Yeah, look at that. It is not actually. Never mind. It's not as close as I thought it was. No, you got a, you got about an inch, an inch to the hole, Drew, before that thing is going to roll in there. So. Um, 
hurts. You know, if you do get it, good for you. But still you still hurts you, my feelings. You didn't win the prize. It's okay. Well, who did win the prize? Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Signed a four-year extension, nine million a year through 2031. Last I checked, it's still 2021. This is crazy. Is it worth it? I think he's 26 and 10 throughout his career at Texas A&M. Aaron never beaten Alabama. Obviously, I'm not even so sure you could say he's gotten close to beating Alabama. Now he's getting paid nine mil a year, right behind Nick Saban. I don't know. I think this is a bit uh, too much forecasting. There, a lot can happen in 10 years. Well, A&M hasn't been a top four team at the end of the season in like 100 years. So what are we doing? Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, they were the number four team in the country to finish last season, so I know they didn't win the championship. I know they didn't beat Alabama, but they were in uncharted territory at that slot, so they're rewarding him for that, and obviously the future. I mean, what they've done, recruiting, the facilities. Jimbo loves it there. Jimbo gets whatever he wants compared to what, what, what happened at FSU where they just would not listen to his needs in order to build a program that could last. And, you know, for those who who know Jimbo, have seen Jimbo, I've had the opportunity to be around him at SEC Media Days. I covered him in a game a couple years ago. He is an incredible salesman. You know, the the fast-talking Jimbo can sell Jimbo. He can sell himself to the the, the boosters, to the guys, the people that are in charge of his salary to keep him there at Anum. He is a perfect fit for Texas. They got money. He's a big talker. Yeah. He is a extremely charismatic individual. He's a great person. I, I love being around him. He knows ball. He loves football. He loves his players. He loves his coaches. He loves being at AM. He is the perfect fit. So if they see him as that, then yeah, keep 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 raising it, man. They got money. There's there's no doubt about it. They no, got I know that. Plenty of money there in Texas. To to continue to extend his contract. I love his statement, too. I am thankful for the unwavering support of the administration. I would be, too, brother. I mean, you are He's making built a great program a year. He has built a great program. Yeah. And you mentioned it. He is a great salesman. And look back at what they did to North Carolina in the Orange Bowl a year ago. They beat the brakes off from 41 <laughs> to 27. Um, yes, they had Calamon. Yes, they had a good defense. They've got a lot of expectations in College Station here in 2021. We'll see how they live up to it. Aaron, I know you're pretty bullish I'm on very Texas bullish on A&M. A&M. I am a bit more hesitant Why? around Haynes King. I'm just not sold on Haynes King. I told you that. I'm not sold on but Haynes you, but King. But you're sold on Bryce Young. I'm not sold on Bryce Young. I'm sold on Alabama's defense. Okay? And you're not sold on A&M's defense. I am sold on A&M's defense. What's I the like difference Bryce between Young A&M? I like Bryce Young more than Haynes King. I like Nick Saban more than Jimbo Fisher. I like Alabama as a whole rather than Texas A&M talking about proven winners against those who are just up to expectations and potential. So, hey, good for Jimbo Fisher. A lot of Johnny Manziel-esque quotes coming out of A&M about Haynes King. His ability to run, 4-4 guy, but a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. I'm just saying what I'm hearing. Of course. I've talked to a bunch of beat writers here in the past week. Uh, for A and M, and 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 that's the word. I'm telling you, if you break down like we we broke down Clemson versus Georgia, and we went position by position. I know we're getting off topic here a little no, bit. No, we're not. Head on over to YouTube.com, punt and pass. Uh, it's a great 12 minute video that we have up there for everybody yeah. to watch before the game. But if you want to break down position by position, Alabama versus A and M, it's 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 close. Yeah, I would say that. And so the games well. at A and M this year. Yeah, I'm fired up. 12th man. That is going to be the best game of the season. Really. What, what's a better game? Well, I mean, look at this it's weekend, a, number five versus number three. Yeah. Week one, probably going to be a boring but first does quarter. But it, does, it, does it matter, though? Clemson-Georgia, um, does it matter yes. as much as what A&M versus Alabama is going to mean to the 
SEC West and who's going to go to Atlanta at the end of the season. I, I would say that you were on the right train of thought there in the sense that really A&M Alabama will be a de facto playoff game. Yes. This week could be, but essentially it's not because everybody's saying, well, if they play it close, it really doesn't matter. You got the whole regular season ahead of you. Yep. You got your conference championship. You can kind of prove yourself throughout the next 13 weeks. So, um, yeah, A&M Alabama later on in the season. I'm not sure what week it is. Uh, you can I got it right here. Up. It is October 9th. Okay, so Circle right, it. yeah, smack dab middle of the season. That's going to be a, a an exciting, exciting game. So, hey, shout out Jimbo Fisher. There's going to be a lot of money on the sidelines in that Alabama A&M game on October 9th. Let's stay on the topic of money. And, and I want your thought process here, and obviously I'll give you my two cents as well. But news broke this week that Ohio State quarterback Quinn Ewers signed a name, image, and likeness deal with GT Sports Marketing for a reported $1.4 million. Okay, Quinn Ewers skipped his senior year of high school. He was supposed to be the quarterback at South Lake Carroll, I believe. He said since Texas is not allowing high schoolers to partake in NIL activity, he's going to forego his senior year. He's going to enroll early at Ohio State to take advantage of of and 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 really see what his opportunities are with name image and likeness deals and supposedly this is his third deal Aaron it's worth 1.4 million dollars over 3 Woo. years now let me just tell you this right now okay can I, I am, can I go back and just like make NIL happen in 2011 so tell me this though please? would you skip your senior year no. of high school i am all for college athletes getting paid clearly with my role at iconsource iconsource.com download the iconsource app you mean to tell me that it's time for kids to start skipping their senior year of high school i loved my senior year of high school <laughs> senior year of high school is amazing it's the now, best I didn't get offered $1.4 million plus. That's a ton of that's dough. But that's still going to come, though. It's not like I you're saying, like, you either skip your senior year or you don't get this money. He can still play his senior year, move on to Ohio State as a normal freshman at 18, 19 years old, and still get a $1.4 million deal. I don't think it's off the table. They're, they're, they're paying him because he's going to be potentially the starting quarterback yeah. there yeah. in the future. By playing your senior year doesn't hinder that. So unless you need the money now, it might even elevate it. Yes, hundred percent. So I think the next no, don't like I'm a guy who mid year I mid year enrolled. Yes, you did. I wish that you couldn't do that. I, I understand the benefits, and yes, yes, I benefited. But also, man, there's something about being enjoying your senior year, enjoying your senior season yes. as a football player, enjoying graduation, senior prank day, all the other stuff that goes on second yeah, semester. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. And and missing out an entire year, missing out on half a year, I, I, I don't like it. You know, as a quarterback, you almost feel pressured to be a mid-year enrollee. The coaches want you there. Of hey, course, come in, learn the playbook, you know, get ahead of the, your, your, the rest of your class so that when they show up in the summertime, you're ready to help out and assist with the young you know, receivers and tight ends and offensive linemen. A lot of pressure to do it. I wish it wasn't allowed. I wish there was like, you are going to enjoy your senior year. And when you're ready to enroll and in college, just like anyone else in the world, yeah, you start in the summertime. Yeah, I, I, you are 100% correct. What needs to happen is just states like Texas, Illinois, Mississippi just need to let high schoolers profit off NIL. I mean, that would cause yeah. the solution to this quote-unquote issue. But I don't see this happening more. No, I don't. 
and you know, I've talked the, to his agents at Sports Stars and Rubicon, and like yeah. they're obviously excited. I mean, if this is a true deal, keep in mind there's no way to verify that he's actually getting one point four million dollars. It's over three years. If he gets injured, whatever, we're not wishing any harm against him. Yeah. Um, but this he's is great starter. This he's, is great recruiting. He's not even the starter, though. It's the same exact reason why Nick Saban came out and said my quarterback hasn't played it down yet, and he's already got seven figures in deals lined yeah, up. Yeah, but at least he's going to be the starting quarterback. I agree with you. I totally agree with you, but. Uh, let's just like you don't way. even know this kid's gonna ever play. That's hundred percent correct. Ugh. It's wild. I don't like kids skipping their senior year of high school, the entirety of it. Like you said, at least you got your senior year playing at Plant, and then you mid year to Georgia. Why, why do you want to skip your senior I year? Don't know. I mean, good, but, senior year is awesome. Well, this is also we're that guys right for now. Most talking of these about kids, how awesome we were in high school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, for for this kid too. You grew up. These are your best buddies. I mean, these are kids you played with in in Pop Warner football. Like when you started yes. your 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 life in football, then you moved on through through middle school, high school with these kids. Like these are the, your best buddies. Yes. And you're just gonna skip out on them your senior year. I guess they can swallow the pill a little bit better. Like, hey guys, I'm sorry, I'm missing out. But I, did you I, just I, see? I, I just signed a deal 1. for 1.4 billion dollars. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, we understand, but send us some uh, back home. We'll, we'll, we'll take some of that cash. Yeah, a lot to kind of a lot to digest there. But, um, you know, it, there's two sides of this coin. I love senior high school. I also would love $1.4 million. That's a lot of dough. Simple solution let high schoolers make money off their NIL. Quinn yep. Ewers is still playing high school ball. So this is I just would the love, beginning I would of love these a types card of announcements. Deal yeah. Of Plant High School, Aaron Murray, number 11. Okay. How sweet would that be? I love it. I'll get on it. Right after we finish this episode, I'll get on that. We'll do some uh, retroactive uh, licensing for Aaron it's, Murray. It's like, it's like what Madden's doing, going the yeah. old school games with some of the uh, previous that. college with football. the legends. And why wasn't Georgia included in that? Yeah, I'm going through this. I'm like, damn, do we not have enough studs? <laughs> we we don't have a team? You could feel you the entire or- 22 out there. You could put They put Oregon on there and not Georgia. We got to figure out what the, what happened I'm like there. scrolling. I'm like, uh, dog's going to be next. Dog's going to be No Georgia. Crazy. Wow. So disrespectful. Herschel Walker, you don't want to put Herschel in the game? Herschel. It'd be unbelievable. 99 overall rating. I mean, that would be uh, an unbelievable real. addition to Madden 2022, which, of course, what we're talking about has some college legend teams. USC, Ohio State, Alabama, I'm sure, Texas, no Georgia. USC, I mean, yeah. Yeah, insane. Speaking of Georgia, big game this weekend. We're going to dive into it after our interview with Jake Crane from the J-Boy Show. Uh, but news broke yesterday on Wednesday, right by, right before the biggest opening game ever for the University of Georgia from a statistical standpoint, from a ranking standpoint, yep. that their head trainer, Ron Corson, has tested positive for COVID. Now, if you've been a part of a football team before, you know the head trainer has close contact with damn near just about everybody on the team inside. So uh, head trainer Ron Corson tests positive for COVID a couple of days before the game. I believe Dr. Kelly Ward tested positive as well, who's one of the top orthopedists, um, if he's still that, right? He's he's one of the uh, mm-hmm. internists or orthopedists there at Georgia. He was there when we were there as well. Um, and, and that comes down on a Wednesday night before the biggest game of the year. It's the kickoff game. I, I guess you could, at one side of the coin, say uh, only Georgia. Only could Georgia this happen to, meaning yep. your fully vaccinated team trainer for some reason gets COVID tested and tests positive three days before the game. This is crazy. I know it broke late last night, so I'm kind of scraping through some news right now. 
Um, what are your initial thoughts? I'll read to you what the protocol is as far as the players go. Well, first off, uh, praying for yes, and I hope he's Ron, okay. Yeah, I hope Ron's great. It sounds we, like we both he is love okay. Ron. Ron, yes, Ron yes. is the best trainer in all of sports. I mean, he it's is very unbelievable. Yes. He, he is the man. So, first off, hoping Ron Corson is is good to go. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, because he was really adamant. Obviously, as most trainers are, if they get vaccinated. Get to 100% on the team. Let's move forward. Let's not have any kind of issues um, with with missing having players miss games this season. So, you know, the good thing is is players that have been vaccinated. If you're not showing signs, you don't have to get tested. you don't have to get tested. Correct. So, but if if I think Georgia's right around 90%. Yeah. And who, so who's the 10%? And if that 10%'s been around Ron. They, they have to get have, tested. They have to get tested. Or do they have to get tested or are they automatically out because of oh, contact tracing? I can read you this right now. Read um, it. And like you just said, first off, hope Ron's okay. All signs are pointing that him and Dr. Kelly Ward are okay because they have been vaccinated. Um, and Ron helped create the SEC protocol for yep. COVID. I mean, he is very highly regarded on a national scale as a head trainer, one of the best in all sports, as you just said. Here's a quote that I got. The SEC has retooled its policies and procedures in light of the vaccination. Fully vaccinated individuals who are asymptomatic are not required to quarantine after an exposure to someone infected with the virus. However, unvaccinated athletes and staff are still subject to quarantine requirements. It is, of course, not known what members of Georgia's teams, Georgia's team, excuse me, are still not vaccinated. It's 10% of them. Who is the 10%? I mean, if you're a pessimistic Georgia fan, you probably think it's JT Daniels, Jordan Davis, James Cook, Zeus White, your top playmakers. I don't think that's probably the case. We're hoping it's not the case. We will find out. I mean, rumors galore, obviously, a couple days before the game. But with having a last reported 90% vaccination rate on the team, you feel pretty good. Um, And again, we're hoping that Ron Corson is doing just fine as well, along with physical therapist Kelly Ward. Dr. Ward and Ron Corson are the best in the biz. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, as a college kid who's done everything right and you're getting ready for a massive top five season kickoff game, for this to come down just right before, right before on a Wednesday night, you know, Thursday, when you're getting ready for a big game, Aaron, there's just a different feel on campus. There's a different feel at practice. Today's going to be a light walkthrough, get some special teams work done, some situational work done, throw a Hail Mary at the end of practice, and you're getting ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. Travel week, tomorrow you wake up, you know you got to show up at Butts Mir around midday, you're going to jump on the bus, hop the plane, head up to Charlotte, and it is game time. Unfortunately, Ron Corson's not going to be there. I mean, when's the last game he's missed at Georgia? Never, right? Never. The guy's been there forever. Um, going to be a different feel Hope we find out a little bit more. You're hearing rumors about Clemson, too. Some of their top playmakers possibly in or out with COVID. I saw a rumor last night about Justin Ross. Is he totally healthy? I have no idea. We're all going to find out at the same time. That, of course, is 7.30 p.m. on ABC Saturday night. College game day is going to be there. This will be a talking point, but how do you think COVID is going to affect the 2021 season, right? You went through madness last year in 2020. Obviously, it was a miracle that we just got football in at that point. But with all these protocols and with conferences coming out and saying, if you can't field the team, you are forfeiting the game. Uh, you know, you're lucky like a team like Georgia has 90% vaccination rate. But man, you know, you just didn't expect this to have to be an issue when everybody was getting vaccinated throughout the spring, Aaron. No, I didn't. I, I did not. I mean, listen, we didn't think... 
going back to what three months ago we didn't think there'd be an issue too and then i i just feel like sec right around sec media days when when the Delta variant really started going, getting going, and then you started worrying about, okay, what is this season going to look like last season? And, you know, I, I think it's obviously going to be better. There's going to be fans in the stands, but, you know, this is just a, a little reminder to everyone that you better be doing the right stuff. Like, if I'm a player, don't get too comfortable. You know, yeah. if you're a guy that wants to play an entire season and you want to be a part of every game, yeah. all 12 games, and then the postseason, all that. Don't get too comfortable. Don't think that you can go out there like it's you know 2019 and play football and go out partying and 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 live in a normal social life. Like you still need to have what's what's my priorities? My priorities yeah. is playing football and school. And and right now I need to make sure that I'm healthy, COVID free, ready to go for this entire season because all it takes for and, and we talked about we'll just talk about Georgia here. The only thing that can get in Georgia's way this year is Georgia. Something, someone screwing up, because the schedule lines up nicely, the roster lines up nicely. <laughs> the only way they don't win the East is if somehow there's like four or five guys week of Florida, yeah, who get tested positive for, for COVID and yep. can't play in that football game. Yeah. So this is just a reminder. Even Ron Corson, who has been on it, on it, on it. <laughs> Got tested positive. It ain't like Ron's out downtown Athens no. uh, living it up every Saturday, Sunday night. He's doing everything that he needs Wouldn't to do. Wouldn't you love to see Ron Corson, though, living it up <laughs> downtown Athens on Saturday night? Yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. That would be a blast. So shout out to Ron Corson. Shout out to Dr. Kelly Ward. Hope they're uh, healthy and recovering. Hope Georgia gets some good news later on today along with the quarantine situation. And we will go from there. But uh... Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com and use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49,905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. It seems like now's a perfect time to bring in our guest of the week, who is none other than J-Boy, Jacob Crane. And Jacob Crane is the host of the J-Boy Show. It is just on an absolute tear right now, just picked up by the Colin Cowherd Volume Network daily on the Volume Network, 3 to 4 live, right, Jacob? Every day from the College Football Hall of Fame. Good morning, my man. How are you doing? 
gentlemen. I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate the invite. And, yeah, we're uh, 3 to 4 live uh, uh, on YouTube, uh, 3 to 4 Eastern, that is. Uh, it's pretty easy to find. And we put the restream, leave it up there, and then the audio drops a couple hours later. So uh, it's been a wild ride so far, man. I uh, appreciate you asking me to come on. No, no doubt, brother. Uh, I've met you. You are fantastic. I-, I want you, before we dip into some college football, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself from a personal side because your story from 18 months ago to where you are now is pretty fascinating, and your rise has been meteoric. And I think a lot of people would, would understand that and say, hey, i got to check this kid out if they aren't already listening to him. So tell us where you were 18 months ago before COVID hit and, and where you are today, and then we'll dip into some ball. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So uh, for basically, you know, outside of the past, you know, 16, 18 months, uh, I just got done playing and coached for nine years. So I was actually up in uh, Montana coaching D2 ball up there, came back because of the pandemic. Uh, and that's really what started the show. So 18 months ago, uh, me, who's not a technological savant by any stretch of the imagination, uh, was able to, you know, basically cobble a mic and a laptop together and just started it kind of on a whim during the pandemic. And, you know, 18 months later, looking now, we uh, were able to do the deal with Calhurt and, I'm coming on to talk to the illustrious Drew Butler and Aaron Murray, and uh, no, it's um, it, it's nuts. I was literally sitting in the Memphis airport about to fly back, uh, you know, with, before I decided to do this full time, and just looked at my brother and you call it luck, divine intervention, whatever. It's uh, it's worked out. Well, it's awesome stuff, man. And, and once again, thanks for joining us today. I, I want to get your opinion on a topic Drew and I started the show with today, and we both love football we love high school football I actually went to my first friday night game in like seven years two weeks ago uh went to go watch a little love it versus westminster action there you go the big Bat- boys the battle of buckhead um but this guy quinn uh, was it ewers am i pronouncing quinn it? ewers yeah ewers uh ohio state forgoes his senior season yes he's he just signed a fat nil deal for like <laughs> 1.4 million dollars so it kind of you know, helps me understand this a little bit, but missing your senior season, talk about your senior year of high school and what it means to you. And would you skip it? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I, that was the one thing I was worried about, you know, the, the trickle down effect, a little bit of, of this NIL stuff. And look, you know, nobody offered me $1.4 million to do anything in high school, but uh, I just couldn't let as as cliche as it sounds, like I, I couldn't let my guys down like that. I mean, especially guys that I played with growing up from, mm-hmm. you know, little league to to middle school to JV. I mean, you, to varsity, you always talk about your senior year. I mean, you know, that, that one last ride and, and being able to do all those things because you can't go back and get that. But like that's something, you know, they, I used to tell my guys all the time, and y'all heard it too, you know, in college they can never take your degree away from you, but you can never go back and get that senior year. So I, I number one, couldn't couldn't look my buddies in the eyes and, and forego, I guess, my senior year of, of high school. So, uh, again, you know, I've, I've never been in that situation, but I just I don't think I could do it regardless. Yeah, that's exactly, precisely what Aaron Murray said when we opened up the show and discussed it. Again, and you said it too, Jake, nobody offered me 1.4. <laughs> but it yeah, makes the decision a little bit tougher. They want to. I'm here. You know, so <laughs> they're down. No, I totally agree with you. Hey, good for him. You know, uh, and we'll see. I said the simple solution is just let high school players make money off their NIL, and then we can keep them in high school and allow them to just 
uh, profit while they're seniors in high school, let them do the thing at South Lake Carroll, and then show up at Ohio State after they get their senior year of high school. And well, let's talk about week one, okay? Because there is so much action this weekend, J-Boy, and it starts tonight, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We have college football wall-to-wall, and it's Labor Day weekend, so giddy up. Obviously, Georgia Clemson is getting all the headlines right now. Outside of the Georgia Clemson game, what's the game you're most looking forward to sitting down and watching this weekend? Uh, you know, there's there's a couple. The LSU-UCLA game really intrigues me. I, I don't think the Alabama-Miami game is going to be close. I've seen this movie before with Alabama and, and what they do to ACC teams to start out the season. I remember, you know, the number one versus number three Florida State matchup a couple of years ago. Everybody was hyping up until Alabama just picked uh, uh, DeAndre Francois up and threw him out of the club in the first three possessions, and that game was over. But uh, the LSU-UCLA game, to me, just because – you know, LSU is one of the biggest unknowns that is very talented across the board. you got two brand-new coordinators. I'm big on, on Max Johnson uh, from a, you know, not only talent and physical standpoint, but from a decision-making standpoint, even though he doesn't have a huge body of work. Uh, yet, you know, being comes from good stock with Brad, you know, Johnson being his father, and he has weapons around him, but you know, I look at UCLA against Hawaii, and if Dorian Robinson doesn't play better at quarterback, because, uh, I mean, even on a touchdown, he underthrew one of those balls that against LSU, uh, the wide receiver isn't ducking under the corner. That's getting picked by Ricks or Stingley and may go the other way. If he's not able to make better decisions, uh, if he's not able to, to complete a better percentage of passes, I think LSU is going to win up front. Uh, but I, I wasn't overly impressed with UCLA against Hawaii offensively. Now, defensively, they did what they're going to do against that Hawaii offensive line that struggled. Uh, so I'm really looking at that game. You know, going outside the SEC, too, obviously Penn State, Wisconsin, going to be good. But I tell you one that's got a storyline, Drew, that I just find fascinating. It makes me wonder if we're really in the matrix. You know, stuff happens sometimes. You're like, man, we, we're in the matrix for this happening. UCF and Boise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tonight. Just this, this storyline, right? It's, it's, it's like Mac Jones playing two a week one or something, uh, like, like Ward, Jalen, whoever it is. But you have UCF with a new coach, Gus Malzahn, who gets fired from Auburn, and Boise State with a new coach whose coach left for Auburn after the guy got fired. Just It's amazing what college football can do with some of these matchups, but – Man, that UCF Boise one to me, it's it's just I call it my Hogwarts special. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you that sound just like you are literally simpatico with Aaron Murray. You you guys might be the same exact person. Everything you're saying is stuff that yeah, Aaron. Aaron's a lot better looking than me. So, but that <laughs> dude, I'm I'm with you on that LSU game though. Yeah. I you know the the point spread's gotten a little bit tighter there, but I just you know Dorian Thompson Robinson. I, I said the same thing this week on on the SC channel. He did not impress me at all. And if you're going to be one dimensional versus LSU, this is going to be a much improved LSU defense than it was last year. Like don't don't sleep on LSU yeah. just because they gave a bunch of points last year. They will be better, especially if you're only going to be able to run the football. And I'm the same thing, man. Max Johnson is a stud in my mind. I think he I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country by next year. Uh, I just think he has all the tools. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And I'll tell you another thing about LSU. Edo may not be a schematical genius when it comes down to the X's and O's, but he sure as hell can motivate. Mm-hmm. And all those kids have heard uh, on this offseason, you know, with everything that's going on, is all the extracurricular stuff, 
And, you know, a lot of people think that can break guys apart. It can also bring you together. So, to me, if LSU starts off hot, it may get ugly for UCLA. And if LSU gets the momentum with the schedule they have, uh, I have them finishing second in the West. And, and nothing, and you guys know this, nothing is more motivating to an 18 to 22-year-old than being embarrassed in front of all your friends. And mm-hmm. everybody at, at, at the place for LSU last year was embarrassed after what happened in 2019. So that's a very powerful thing, and, and I know you guys know that. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. And it's going to be a good game. You know, I think oh, yeah. uh, any any casual fan would look and say, hey, UCLA at home, they've already got a game under their belt. LSU, been in Houston all week, had to evacuate for Hurricane Ida. How are they going to handle that change of pace, change of schedule? The point spread showing it, LSU a three-point road favorite right now. But like you just said, I think you find out how this game is going to end up within the first eight minutes of the football game. Uh, if LSU yeah. comes out fired up, doesn't make mistakes, you know the route could be on. I'm excited about a couple of Big Ten top 25 matchups, but really the one I'm looking at, Aaron, I told you this earlier, number 23, Louisiana against Texas, the Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> debut. That's going to be a good one as well. But, uh, Jake, let's dive into this Georgia-Clemson game. It's a lot going on. You saw Georgia's head trainer, Ron Corson, Tested positive for COVID last night. Obviously, we wish Ron well. Physical therapist Kelly Ward, who we know really well, also tested positive. Now Georgia's got to go through the rigmarole of who's not vaccinated, who has to quarantine if they've had close contact. Um, You're hearing some rumors outside of Clemson's camp. Is Justin Ross totally healthy? Do they have any COVID issues? This is going to be a really exciting game. We opened the show and said this. Usually, if it wasn't week one, this would be a de facto playoff game. But because of the scheduling, because of how these two teams' schedules are set up, they can afford to play a close game on Saturday night, lose, and have their entire season ahead of them to then make the playoff. What are your overall thoughts on what to expect Saturday night? Well, you know, I looking at the, the battle of attrition already, you know, I heard a little birdie told me that Justin, you know, rolled his ankle pretty bad. Uh, it's either an ankle or a foot, or in, and it's already on a leg that was kind of tender. But to me, you know, just talking about who's out, you know, with Dabo coming out, and we'll see if they do it, but if they rotate centers, that's a big deal to me. I would almost rather rotate quarterbacks than rotate centers uh, for, for multiple reasons. And then, you look defensively, Tyler Davis, who I think is probably their best defensive lineman. He's definitely their best run stopper. Uh, he's going to be out with COVID. And then Skowski's got to sit out the first half. Oh, I forgot so about that. Two. Yeah, from the yeah, shot. The, you, yeah, you take away two oh, of, of the best God. guys on the inside. Uh, and with Georgia, you know, because when I look at this matchup, and this is what me and Pollock were talking about yesterday, when I look at it, it is whose offensive line is going to show up and be able to to not dominate the defensive line, but create enough running lanes where the play-action game's there, where you're the, the most balanced team and you can dictate the pace and the tempo. And when I look at Georgia and I look at who Clemson has out and I look at Clemson's O-line versus Georgia's offensive line, I'll take Georgia's front seven versus Clemson's O-line as opposed to vice versa. Now on the outside, to me, uh, there's talented guys running all over the place. But if Justin Ross is not 100%, that changes the dynamic of how you attack Clemson defensively. Now, they don't know who's going to get bracketed every time if he's not 100%. So that changes the game. But everybody keeps talking about offense and defense, and I will too. Just my spidey senses are tingling on special teams. This is one of those games where the special teams play 
whether it be early or whether it be late, could be the difference. And this game, to me, from an opening game standpoint, is the biggest insurance policy in college football the whole season. You win this one, you buy yourself some buffer room. You know what? We're going to open up a third seat on punt and pass, and Jake, you need to come in here. Special teams love? Yeah, Are you kidding Drew, me? You want me to yeah, go tingly? Drew, I'm singing it. <laughs> I love it. You, you're talking about tingly sensation. Drew just really <laughs> perked up over here when you started talking about special teams on the show. Um, That's I, hilarious. I, I, Georgia fans want the deep ball so bad. I mean, chicks did the, dig the deep ball, and Georgia fans dream of the deep ball. What do you think this year? Because I'm not a believer. I just don't see it when it comes to our skill guys. I think this is still going to be a team that is going to dominate the line of scrimmage, run the football. They're deep at running back. Not sold just yet in the receivers. Are you, though? Are you sold on Georgia's receiving core with JT and being able to open this thing wide open? Obviously, losing Pickens hurts. Losing uh, Gilbert hurts because I think he he was just he wasn't going to be an inline guy at all. He's basically going to be a wide receiver. You know, Darnell not being a hundred percent hurts, especially after I was able to watch him in the spring. But, but I do think that Todd Munkin and JT Daniels and Kirby Smart are, are it's like the scene off old school when Will Ferrell's at the therapist and he's talking about the waitress <laughs> at Applebee's. He's like. We're, we're in the trust tree. You know, I thought we were in the, the tree of trust. I, I really believe in, and I call it the Nick Saban epiphany, where, you know, not that he needs one, but a couple of years ago, he was like, huh, uh, you know, after losing to Ole Miss and a couple of things going down where, where they just got outscored, he's like, we're not going to beat people nine to six anymore. I have to start evolving my thinking offensively and letting them know it's okay that while we can have an identity that's tough, that wants to stop you on defense, that wants to play smart on offense, we can go fast. We can spread it out. That's why I think you're seeing Alabama quarterbacks go to the NFL. Everybody acts like all of a sudden Alabama just started <laughs> recruiting good quarterbacks. Well, the system is helping you get better quarterbacks in there uh, and putting them in the NFL. That's why you had all the running backs go before this because the system was built for the running backs to shine. So when I look at Georgia, I do believe it. And what does that mean? I right, trusting them. I think the three-headed monster of Kirby, Munkin, and JT is only usurped offensively by the three-headed monster of Lane, Levy, and Matt Corral. And I think they'll be more aggressive on first down. I think you're going to see a a more – I'm trying to think the best word – a more exotic uh, tempo every now and then. I think they're going to let them actually open up the offense. I think Georgia could actually – almost passed the run before this thing said and done. And I know the personnel out wide isn't nearly uh, what they thought it was going to be going into the season with the entries, but I like Kiaris uh, a, a lot, even though I know he's been a little bit beat up. I like Blaylock. Uh, the Smith kid is, is, you know, faster than a speeding bullet. Uh, and I think they're going to have some weapons that the young guys step up. I love the young kid, Bowers, that tied in. So I, I think we're going to see a little bit of a different Georgia because they have to be. That is music to dogs fans' ears. Jake, before we let you go, man, give us your official prediction of this weekend. This episode's coming out later, so I know people are going to tune into the J-Boy show and get the deep dive into this game and all the other matchups this weekend. But you're on punt and pass. You need to let us know what's going to happen Saturday night. All right, we're talking about George, Georgia Clemson, right? Yeah, brother, come on. All right, all right. Let me, let, let me tell you what's going to happen, guys. All right, and, and I want everybody you know out there, I know, you know we're not live, I'm guessing, but the score of this game, all right, will be Georgia 34, Ooh. Clemson 
27. Ooh. The over-unders at 51. Okay. That's I'm a lot of points. It. It, it, or excuse me, that's 61. No, please, y'all may have to edit that. My math, my math. <laughs> it's still early. It's still um, uh, 745 yeah, yeah, in the morning. Where I can't do addition. So, no, <laughs> but um, no, I, I like 34, uh, 27. I like the dogs. Jump on them now. Don't get them. Don't get them plus two and a half. Okay. If you're, take the money line. Yeah, I like, like that. You're, you're not winning. Take, take it money line. But no, I appreciate it, guys. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, again, music to Dogs fans' ears. You are welcome on Punt and Pass anytime. And Jake, we appreciate you, my man. Everybody, be sure to check out the J-Boy Show daily on YouTube live at 3, live from the College Football Hall of Fame on the Volume Network. Of course, that is Colin Cowher's podcast network, one of the rising stars in the world of college football, college sports, and of podcasting, Jacob Crane, J-Boy. Jake, thanks so much for joining us, man. Have an awesome opening weekend of college football. Hey, you too. Uh, can't wait to get both of you guys on air, and I need to get you on the J-Boy show again. And, Drew, Let's you go. already know what it is, man. You, uh, come to, we're live at the College Football Hall of Fame, man. Come kick it with us. Absolutely. Follow him at the J-Boy show. Jake, we'll talk to you, my man. There we go, Aaron. Great guy. He is a stud. Uh, he knows everything that's going on in college football. And look, man, he's just kind of saying exactly what you and I have been saying for the past couple of weeks. It's going to be an awesome game this weekend, yep. Georgia-Clemson. He thinks it might come down to special teams. That's going to be awesome. So I uh, really appreciate Jake. Follow him at the J-Boy Show. All right, it's that time of the show. We're about to give our game previews, our game picks. But first, let's talk about prize picks. Pull up prizepicks.com. Download the prize picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. For new users, it's their biggest, biggest, biggest promo ever for college football. If you place any entry on a player in the Georgia Clemson game and one point is scored, you get $50. PrizePicks.com. Pull up the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. And man, I'm telling you what, Aaron, this new single stat prop on Prize Picks this year, it is a blast. We're talking about the Georgia Clemson game. And you know what? For our listeners, that's the first one we're going to discuss on this podcast but I'm looking at the board right now James Cook Zamir White I mean over or under rushing yards James Cook 55 and a half yards rushing yards I don't know I think under I think he's going to be split out wide a little bit yeah, more I think they're move him, especially with the with the, the the lack of depth right now when we talk about skill guys on the outside and we know what he can do on the outside running or you know catching running routes catching football so I'm with you I take the under on James Cook when it comes to rushing. And, and, and plus, and a it's, a, rushing yards. it's a four-headed monster right now yeah. in Georgia's backfield. So you know the touches are going to be split up pretty well. Okay, so Zamir White, 75 and a half rushing yards on prize picks. Now, you just said it. They're going to split these carries up. I think Zamir has the opportunity for a chunk yard play, right? I could see some situation where there's a scrum at the line of scrimmage, and then he breaks through for a 40-yard dash to the end zone. 75-and-a-half rushing yards for Zamir White. Look, the linesmakers at Price Picks are sharp. They're not just giving away free money. They are if you use the promo code PUNT and place an entry. You get 50 bucks. But Zamir White, 75-and-a-half rushing yards, is that under as well? I'm taking under, too. I mean, that's a, James Cook will still get his at back. Milton's going to get his. Yes. Kenny's going to get his. Yep. That's four backs. Plus, does Georgia want to open this thing up and start actually throwing the football? You got to test it out against a good team like Clemson. You have to. If you really want to say, okay, this is who this is our identity, we need to see it against the best of the best because then you feel a little bit more confident when you play a team like a Florida middle of the season when you play. If you make it to Atlanta, you 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 want to test it out. So. 
Um, I do think we're going to see a little bit more of an attempt to pass the ball this game, so I do think there will be a hit on the number of rushes plus four backs. I'm taking under for both those guys when it comes to rushing. All right. In that line of thought, JT Daniels over or under 250 and a half passing yards. If he goes over 250 and a half passing yards, Georgia wins this football game. Yes. I have to say over. I mean, you have to think that they, Georgia, will try to run the ball early to open up the pass. I know that's an old cliche. That's like old school football. I'll take over JT Daniels, 250 and a half passing yards. Ooh, uh, I'll go under. I, J-Bo was saying, you know, it's he thought, third, what did he say, 34-27? I think this is a lower scoring game. Okay. I think it's like a 24 yeah, the 20. Yeah, 50 and a half right now. I think it's like 24-20. I think this is going to be defensive struggle a little bit, plus specialty. We're talking about two of the best. I know Clemson's missing some guys on defense right now, but we're still talking about two of the best defenses in yeah. college football. Yeah. Dominant and some of the sevens. best defensive minds yes. in college football, week one, entire offseason game plan. I think defenses are going to kick ass early on. Yeah, of course. It's week one. It's You're totally week right. One, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking that into account here. So I think it's going to be more of a defensive game, special teams game. So I'm going to take under for 250 for JT. And shoot, I'm going to take under 285 for DJ yeah, too. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. DJU, Clemson's quarterback, 285 and a half passing yard total <laughs> over under at prize picks. Look, Georgia is banged up on the backside of the defense with their secondary, but their front seven is elite. You said they're going to be Monday's able to play too code. deep. They're going to be able to uh, play shell pa- defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So under DJU, you're going under, going under JT Daniels, two hundred and fifty and a half. You're going under Zamir White. I'm hoping and for a defensive comeback this I love season. It. Defenses I love it. need to show up like they didn't last year. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. JT Daniels and DJU are projected two passing touchdowns each at Prize Picks. You said 24-20. That's a couple of touchdowns. Are they through the air? Are they on the ground? Is one going to have two passing touchdowns? Is one going to One of go them under? will. I would say DJ would have over okay. over JT okay. if so I didn't say two. JT under two can passing I, can touchdowns. Can I give a lock of the week, though? Yes, you can. And this is this is a, a random game. Okay. <laughs> but it, it's because— We like money. We like money. So if you like money, this is, this is the game for you right here. I'm going to go to the Pac-12 here. And Arizona State, number 25 Arizona State. Okay. Great team. Yes. Returns their entire roster. Yes. Plays Southern Utah. I covered Southern Utah last week. <laughs> They're not very good. They can't stop the run to save their life. <laughs> okay. Cannot stop the run. I'm telling you what, it, it just, it's just, it's ugly. Ricard White, running back for ASU, over under 85 and a half. Over. Over. Okay. Maybe in the first quarter <laughs> over. He yeah. made his first, first play of the game, take it for 80. And then, you know, second possession, take it for like 20 and it'd be done. I'm saying they could not stop the run for San Jose State. And I went back and watched the film. And I went back and obviously watched the film of of this defense uh, from their spring spring games. And it was the same thing. They could not stop the run. Yeah. Can't do it. They just physically can't. Arizona State is going to run right through them. Take the over for him. Love it. Love it. My lock is C.J. Stroud tonight. One and a half passing touchdowns. He's going over. I've heard great things about C.J. Stroud. I think Ohio State beats Minnesota handily. I think he gets at least two passing touchdowns. PrizePicks.com. Download the PrizePicks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You heard me say it. If you place any entry on a Georgia or Clemson player and a point is scored, you get 50 bucks for free. That's crazy. PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. Game preview time, Aaron. Let's do this, man. I've been waiting for this for nine months. To finally get to some actual action, 
We'll start with the one we've been talking about for more than two weeks now. Number five, Georgia against number three, Clemson. It is Saturday night in Charlotte, the Dukes-Mayo kickoff classic, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Right now, Clemson's a three-point favorite. The total is 50.5 points. I think that line is telling you that Vegas just simply doesn't know. They think it's going to be a pretty even game. If you read any reports from some sharps who are very highly regarded when it comes to gambling and college football, they like Georgia. Okay, You and I have discussed at length how Georgia can win this game and the advantage that they have on the defensive side of the ball specifically. Clemson, unproven run game. Georgia's front seven being able to get after DJU, allowing them to pressure the quarterback without having to blitz. Does this game come down to the fourth quarter? Does Georgia pull away like Jake Crane, our guest today, said 34-27? Maybe it's 34-20 late. DJU and Clemson score. They try an onside kick. I don't know. I do not think that this game will be boring by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is one that we're going to be watching with two minutes left. I think it comes down to special teams, and the Vegas line is saying so. It's going to be an incredible football game. I like Georgia because of their front seven defensively. And and, and, and we know Clemson recruits well. We know they they most likely have guys to replace what Travis Etienne was capable of doing last year, both running the ball and catching the ball in the backfield. I just haven't I haven't seen it yet, so I, I can't trust it until I see it. Um, you know, Georgia is going to be able to, to 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 stop the run early, play too deep, slow down DJ in this passing attack. So, I still think defensive game for the majority of it. That's why I'm kind of at 24 to 20. Georgia wins this thing. They have the better special teams, uh, and this team. If this game comes down to who do I feel more comfortable on the defensive side, and who do I feel more comfortable with when it comes to special teams, I gotta give the nod to the dogs, and then getting in third and manageable situations. Who do I feel better with that? Georgia, I feel like Georgia can run the ball, get to third and four and five, just make it easy for JT to convert first downs, where you look at Clemson, if they're not able to run the football, and you're asking DJ to try and convert first downs against shell coverage every single time when it's third and seven plus, that's not easy going against an elite defense. So I just think overall Georgia matches up a little bit better on both sides. Give the nod to them special teams. Um, 24-20, dogs win. I love it. You know what? We're both on the same side. Take the points here. Georgia's defense and run game will prove that this game is close. I think a special teams play, not a kick or a punt, but a special teams play, whether it is forcing a turnover on a punt coverage whether it is a large kickoff return, I think there will be a switch and field position that George is able to take advantage of, start to back Clemson up, uh, maybe get a short field and put some points on the board early or right before half. I think that's going to prove to be the difference in the game. I think Georgia gets over 30 points. I really do. Wow. I like 31-24 Georgia. I like the three points. I think Georgia gets over 30. I think JT has a day, is able to open up a little bit, and I think Georgia's defense just gets after DJU enough to cause some issues. This could be a great start for the dogs. Give me the three points. Georgia wins 31-24. Aaron says 24-20. Take the three. Awesome. All right, number one, Alabama. Against number 14, Miami. Alabama, a 19.5-point favorite. This game is at 3.30 p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia. The total is 61. I'm going to say over 61. I'm going to say lay the 19 and a half. Alabama is going to beat the brakes off Miami. This game is not close. This game is boring. Bryce Young plays about three quarters. I'm just telling you right now, 
Alabama's defense is going to stifle Miami. The only way this game will get over, it will be a late over because Alabama's going to have the scout team in there late. Miami get a couple points on the board, and it'll go over 61. That's why I'm saying under, though, for the 61. Okay. I just think this defense is going to dominate. Derek King, eight months off ACL injury. He's going to be thinking about that knee, and if you're thinking about that knee going against Alabama's defense, you're going to get wrecked. Yeah. So Alabama is going to roll. Give me that 19.5 points, but I'm going to take the under. I, I, I just think this is a game that Alabama wins, I don't know, 42 to 14. Okay. I think you're spot on with that. I mean, look what happened with Georgia and JT Daniels a year ago. How much they protected him with his knee. Yeah. Now you're expecting Derek King to go out there who, eight months after an ACL injury runner. and win it. That's, oh, yeah. that's his game yeah, is running the football. At least JT can just sit in the pocket and throw it. So No yeah. chance. No chance. Big 10 action, number 19 Penn State against number 12 Wisconsin. This one's actually in Camp Randall. It's not a neutral site game. Big 10 getting after it early with some top 25 mm-hmm. matchups. you got to respect it. 12 p.m. on Fox. Wisconsin's a five-point home favorite. The total here is 50. I like Penn State here. I think Penn State starts the season with a certain sense of urgency. Remember a year ago in the crazy Big Ten COVID season, they started off 0-4 or 0-5? 0-4, then finished off with five straight wins. I or think the other it's way around. other way around. 0-5 yeah. started uh, and finished with four straight wins. I like Sean Clifford. I, I yep. think he's a good quarterback to lead this Nittany Lion offense. You know what? It kind of pains me to say, but I like James Franklin, yeah. especially in the Big Ten. I think that the, the urgency that they had in this offseason to start the season off right— I know Wisconsin is in a good spot right now with Graham Mertz at the quarterback position. They are at home. It's going to be rocking with a great game day atmosphere. Give me the five points is all I'm saying, and I think Penn State wins this football game. Whoa. This will be a good one. I like Penn State to win. Give me the five points. I like Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin rolls this year in, in the Big Ten West. I think they are going to be in the Big Ten Championship. I like them to win this game. Um, I just think they overall – both teams return a lot, which yeah. is great, and both teams return – Two very good quarterbacks in Mertz, and you said it with Clifford. I think it's a close game. I think it's a defensive struggle a little bit. Uh, I would take the under here at 50. Um, I think it's like a 24-21 type football game. Okay, so you're taking the points as well, but you think Wisconsin pulls it out. No, no, no. I think Penn State. I think Wisconsin wins, but I'll take Penn State with the 5.5, though. Oh, okay. There you go. I think it's a three-point game. Love it. Yeah, I think both. I, I, Penn State could be the most improved team in all of college football this year, along with LSU. So I think for them, same thing, urgency to get off to a great start to the season. They finished last season off well. They got good leadership. They got a good quarterback. They'll make it interesting. I just think Wisconsin's a better football team. You lead right into it. Aaron likes Penn State plus five and a half. Thinks Wisconsin pulls out a close one, under 50. You mentioned LSU, number 16 LSU, heading out west to take on UCLA. This game's at 8.30 p.m. on Fox Saturday night. Right now, LSU, a three-point road favorite. The total, 66. Here's where I'm going. Under 66 in this football game. And I'm taking the home dog. Give me a UCLA plus three. This one could be close. I think, like J-Boy said, and we mentioned it on Monday, we find out what happens in this game the first seven minutes. If LSU comes out slow with all that they have had to deal with over the past week being in Houston, this is going to come down to the wire. I like a home dog in this spot. UCLA has already played a football game. They've got the experience of the season under their belt. A lot of questions about LSU as far as how they're going to be in a mental space. Yes, I know we all love Max Johnson here. Give me the three points. Over under 15,000 fans in the in the Rose Bowl is what I want to know because <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing last week. The, the, the attendance level... For that Hawaii game, I'm going to take over. 
I think you're the, taking L- the over. No, excuse me. Oh, it's, uh, Sixty-six uh, points. I'm going to take the under that, but yeah. I'm going to say LSU covers is okay. what I was trying to say there. Um, I I think LSU does start off slow. It, it's hard. It's your first game. UCLA has played a game, so they're at an advantage there. I just think LSU defensively is going to have their way a little bit because I am not a believer. Just like Jay Boy was saying, I am not a believer in Dorian Thompson Robinson. He, he just the dude doesn't have it. Um, and they're not going to be able just to line up and run the ball against this LSU defense, who's going to be improved this year. LSU takes care of business. It's not going to look great in the first quarter, maybe the first quarter and a half, but towards the middle of the second quarter and on, I think LSU and Max Johnson step on it. Uh, they end up winning this game by 7 to 10 points. Um, but I'll definitely take the under 66, though. All right, last game. I'm doing a switch up here, going against the show notes. I love this game. I yeah. love the last game you had. How are you going to switch it well, up on me? it's Monday night. Do you want to still do that? Or is it Sunday night? It's Sunday night. That game is Sunday night. Perfect. We'll keep it, and then I'll give you my lock of the week. You know, the punt and pass, flip the field special. You need to give your lock of the week. Number nine, Notre Dame. We're keeping it on the show notes at Florida State. This is Sunday night. Excuse me. Notre Dame, a seven and a half point favorite. The total is 55 and a half. A lot of emotions are going to be in this game. I'm sure a heavy tribute to um, Bobby Bowden is mm-hmm. in store. Rest in peace, Coach Bowden. Mike Norvell getting into his second season in Tallahassee. Notre Dame breaking in a new quarterback. A lot of questions about that offense. Seven and a half. I wonder if it stays there before kick. You know I love home dogs. I'm going to lay the 7.5. I, I can't buy into Florida State yet. Give me Notre Dame. Lay the 7.5. I, I think I'm they buying the in. off right. I'm buying into Florida really? State because wow. they got a quarterback this year. I don't care if it's Mackenzie Milton or if it's Jordan Travis. Um, you know, I like both those guys. Second year for Mike Norvell. And, and Notre Dame's replacing nine starters on offense. Ooh. Nine. Um, home field, second year. Give me those guys seven and a half points. You know, they may lose by three to seven, but not more than that. So I'll take FSU. All right. My flip the field special Louisiana plus eight at Texas. I think this is a game where hungry dogs run faster. Yes, I know this is Coach Sark's first debut game as the head coach of Texas. Yes, I know he just named Hudson Card the starting quarterback and said Casey Thompson will play as well. If you have two quarterbacks, you might have none. Louisiana, it looks like kickoff temperature, 100 degrees in Austin. Those boys in Lafayette know how this feels. 100 degrees is going to sit there and say this is a breezy fall day for the Ragin' Cajun. I like Louisiana plus eight. I think this game is close. I think there might be some growing pains early for Texas. That is my flip the field special, Louisiana plus eight. Aaron, give me your lock of the week. Ooh, I, I'm torn between Alabama and Miami. I feel so good about yeah. Alabama in this yep. game. I mean, I feel phenomenal. Those guys are going to get the job done. So, and then I feel great about LSU too. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with LSU. Right. I think LSU minus three. Is, is defensively is going to show out. Max Johnson is going to make a big splash in his first game this season. Give me LSU, but you know, don't, like I said, I feel really damn good about Alabama as well. It's going to be an awesome weekend of college football action. Just totally packed. Starts today. Aaron's heading to the Tour Championship. I'm going to work. I love what we do, man. Punt and pass. We are back. Thanks so much to Jake Crane for joining us I got a shout-out before we leave. Yeah, please. My boy, Stephen Oaks. If you're in Columbus, Georgia, second fetch opens tonight. I'm going to be there making the drive down. 
Hour oh, and a half. Down there. I'm going down. Got to support my boy. I love it. Congrats to Steve. Plus, he signed up on the Merchaneer platform, so you know I got to go. <laughs> got to go. Make sure everything's working right. There you go. Follow Jake Crane at the J Boy Show. Appreciate him tuning in today. Follow us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Butler at Aaron Murray Eleven. Go check out Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Punt. You heard the promo. If you place any entry on a Georgia or Clemson player and one point is scored, you get 50 bucks for first-time users. It's a no-brainer. We'll post our picks on our social media this weekend. Going to be an awesome weekend. Enjoy it. For Aaron Murray, I'm Drew Butler. We'll talk to you on Monday. See you. Don't forget to download the Southern Sports Today app. You can listen to this in every show on podcastpark.com or wherever you get your podcast needs. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.